0: All right, for Pretty Big Place today, we want to welcome Lolo Fitzma. We're super hyped to have you on, and we got a lot to dive into, so are you ready to get to it? Yes, thank you for having me. Of course. So you went from a D1 basketball player to a social media star. You've racked up about 850,000 followers on TikTok. Can you take us a little bit through your journey getting there?
1: Yes, from the beginning. Yeah, like you, yeah, yeah, just
0: to like kind of like you're switching to social media from like leaving the sport you love to like, you know, incorporating yeah. that into, you know, your content.
1: Yeah, so it actually started because a day after graduation, I was asked to be in this YouTube video just for money. I was asked if I wanted to make some money because they needed female hoopers in the YouTube video. And it turned out to be AMP, which, of course, is really big now. I didn't know who they were then. And it was A&P Love and Basketball. And I went and did it, not thinking anything about content. That was never really the plan. And then I moved out to LA to do stuff with media because my background is with media marketing in this world anyway, with my own business. And then the video came out a couple months after I moved out here and it went trending on YouTube. It was number four trending. And then I made a couple of TikToks referring to it and at the time I think I had 50k followers on TikTok just from like making stuff in the locker room and stuff like that and then when they posted it and I posted a couple TikToks I went up like two or three hundred (laughs) K that's crazy
2: that just blew up kind of overnight yeah that's amazing so um I mean obviously you played for Syracuse and you know there was kind of I mean we've seen your video of how how you shared about what went down there but kind of what made you end up leaving uh being a D1 athlete in the first place
1: are you talking about like my last year and opting out yeah
2: yeah yeah yeah
1: Yeah. so that that? story has more to do with circumstances during like COVID and everything And it was cool because a lot of players, athletes in college right now related to my story. And I don't think any of us realized that we we're all going through the same thing until more and more people started talking about it. But playing a college sport in the first place is already very difficult. And then throwing in all the COVID restrictions and you're isolated, taking classes online, you have less of like the fun Team activities, it's really just go to practice, go home.
0: Looking back at it now, do you ever miss, you know, being in that competitive Division One basketball world, or do you feel like it led you to kind of what you are meant to do?
1: I don't think I miss it, but I'm happy that it happened and there's still competitiveness in me, but I think a lot of players would relate to the fact that that's like a very pressure-filled, constant way to live. Mm-hmm. and I feel like my like talents and purpose aren't just in sports so I'm happy to be doing other things as well yeah
2: yeah and NIL was introduced like shortly after you yeah. ended. are you how do you feel about missing out on that do you wish you would have been able to you know get a taste of that too and, and how that would have changed the direction of kind of what your career could have been
1: yeah, yeah. I think what's interesting about it is there was such a stigma about doing content when I was in college. Like Everyone would judge you. Everyone would talk badly about it if you were doing it, but I was still making videos that were going viral, so I didn't really care, but I would like hear things like whispers and stuff. Right. But now you see players across the country trying so hard to do content, and it's a lot of them that thought they were too cool for it before because they didn't have a reason to. <laughs> hmm and I just think if I was still in school during COVID, I might have had, like, a lot more motivation to post more often and, like, mm-hmm. care about having a following and yeah. making those TikToks. And I probably wouldn't have been judged as much.
0: You, what, have, like, you would have crushed NIL. You yeah, yeah, would have crushed yeah, NIL. You have. If oh you were God. still part of it, like, you would have been, like, leading charts NIL, like, oh, with yeah. the platform oh, you yeah. have and, like, the deals you have. It would have been crazy.
1: It would have been yeah. crazy, and then it's so easy. Like I tell players all the time that ask me for advice of like how to grow a following. I'm like, you're in literally the best ways ever. You're fumbling because if I was in your position, I would be in my uniform making a TikTok every mm-hmm. single day. It's yeah, such yeah. Easy views.
0: You gotta take. <laughs> what do you take-, take advantage
2: of what you have? Yeah. What do you think the stigma was like? You know, like what what were the bad side effects of that? It, it before it was you know okay to do.
1: You know, I really don't know. And I've heard of other people experiencing the same thing. My friend Carson yeah. also related yeah. to that. Like, she'd have to wait until no one was in the locker room to film a TikTok. Whereas now, imagine I was on my same team <laughs> and I set up my phone to do a TikTok. Yeah. Everyone would want to be in it. So, right. and I mean, it's only like cringy until it works out. And right. I have a really big following now. So it's not very cringy anymore. <laughs>
0: Well, you that? can't really, you know, get your NIL deal because you're not really playing college basketball anymore, but you can get deals, you know, just because of the platform yeah. you have. What would be your dream deal?
1: I've had some that I would already consider.
0: That's crazy. Like, like, w- which one's your favorite?
1: Uh, I would say the one this year I did, I went to the Super Bowl with Gatorade, which that's never so, been really that's in a so million years fire. Yeah. would I think that I'd do that unless I was like LeBron James so I was like <laughs> crazy Close but enough. Close enough. one brand deal of, in general that I still have something would that be a dream or cool it would be to be like in Times Square for something like be in a big mm-hmm. ad somewhere or maybe yeah. somewhere on like the Sunset Strip in LA like yeah on like
0: a billboard that'd be sick
1: mm. yeah that would
2: be cool One day I, uh, you know, obviously the NCAA championship just happened. LSU pulled through, it was an insane game. So many views came to that game and, um, you know, I think the audience for female hoops is changing so much, but, um, do you think that there's kind of an evolution or that you're part, you were part of this generation of change in women's basketball, seeing these girls like Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, like what are your thoughts on them? And and maybe this next generation of the WNBA as well?
1: I'm glad you asked this because I have been talking about it so much the last couple of months because never in my lifetime did I think there would be positive comments under Mm -hmm. posts on House of Highlights about women's sports. Like you scroll through it and they're all gassing her up. And for years, I've been telling anyone that will listen, like all my male friends, family members, that female sports are so much more marketable in the marketing side because women show their personalities a little more on social media. They're more like multifaceted, whereas a lot of male athletes in college only show like their sport and they kind of keep it private. So I've been waiting for this to happen. I just didn't think it happened so quickly and it's just so cool to see. And all it took, like, there really just needed to be better marketing and hype around the sport because the sport has always been, good and the younger players are getting better and better but yeah people just needed to see it and I think TikTok has also played a huge part in growing female sports the last couple years
0: how do you think players like Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark are going to change you know women's sports in full
1: well I think they're doing what women have like shied away from doing for years because we always complain that women get called for texts more often And instead of like changing how they play, they just kept like pushing that boundary, I think. And it's made the sport really exciting and they just didn't care. And then eventually, I think the game had to like move along with them and stop calling texts because now all the players are playing with a little more like personality and celebrating and stuff.
0: Right, right, right. I recently got put onto Edge Boost and it's completely transforming my betting game. Let me tell you, this is the world's first bet now, pay later program that unlike credit cards has zero interest. How does it work? Let's say you're feeling great about this weekend's game, but wish you had an extra $100 to bet. Simply set up your Edge account now whenever you want to double down on a bet. Deposit into your virtual card and Edge will match your deposit simple head over to the link in the description double down and double your winnings with ed
2: as they should i mean that's what makes the game interesting i always find it funny when the league calls all these calls but then complain about you know losing out on certain opportunities like you make money from the drama so i don't understand why you complain about it so i I love to see that kind of leaking into women's hoops as well um but yeah these those two especially but all these girls that are up and coming I mean Aliyah Boston's going to you know the WNBA there's so many girls heading in and it's exciting to see them pairing up with vets and kind of taking from their experience but also bringing in their own charisma with all their social media following following suit right they bring all that audience with them and it's just so special but you obviously have quite a big following and I was just wondering, are there any, what's the most shocking celebrity that's ever uh, been in your DMs or, you know, followed you on Twitter? Is there anybody that you're like, holy crap, like this isn't
1: Recently, I did this video that went pretty viral where we dressed up as nurses. I went to go play basketball at LA Fitness. Okay. And it went so viral, I got some like random DMs saying like I bet you can't beat me 1v1 or like stuff like that and yeah. Snoop Dogg reposted the video that's crazy yeah, yeah.
2: you made it <laughs> you made it that's so yeah,
1: nice. Crazy. <laughs> but I, mean, I won't say I don't want to say like names because I don't think it's a big deal to say like I would beat you 1v1 yeah. but it was some like older like NBA players and stuff
0: okay. you don't want a name drop right now we're not exposing them <laughs>
1: yeah because i don't want them to think i'm like weird for yeah 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 good with you.
0: no for no, sure like but i mean like talking about dms and stuff if you could be in any body's dms who would it be who would you shoot your shot at oh that's a great
1: question
0: there who's isn't... that like maybe like celebrity crush or like pro athlete that you're like yeah
1: yeah well i mean in an ideal world
2: Yes, yes. Let us know. Let us know. If Jalen
1: Hurts was single, he's up there. Oh, yeah. See. But <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of yeah. girls. <laughs> yeah, do that's not a want good one. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, that's a, that is that, a good one. That's a good yeah, we one. Love I Jalen. I love feel like a, every girl has shot their shot at Jalen Hurts. How can you not? I don't think people realize that like, you can make a full living, you know, off social media. Like we've seen so many like success stories with social media. I mean, starting like 2019, when TikTokers like actually started to blow up, like what would you say yeah. is like the starting amount that you made like in the beginning of your, you know, TikTok social media career?
1: That's a good question. Because when I moved here and I started blowing up, I didn't really know the possibilities until I was encouraged by a bunch of people to make a YouTube channel. They were telling me it changed my life. It changed my life. So I was like, okay. And I had my media business at the time. I didn't have time to do both. YouTube would have taken all of my time at the time. So I was like... I could just go all in on YouTube and just hope it pays off because I feel like I have a good opportunity right now with my name being, like, relevant. Yeah. So for a full month, I did, like, straight YouTube and pulled a bunch of all-nighters. And then I got monetized after my first two videos. And then the next paycheck from YouTube paid my rent, which was $1,000. So it's it like, fire. the first one. But I, like, committed... And then after that, or around that time, I got my first brand deal. And this was shocking, too, because I had no idea how much you get paid. I'm like, why was I doing this other job? (laughs) It was my first brand deal was $1,500, which at the time
0: for me. Yeah, of course especially yeah. when you like you took that risk you know you stopped doing like what you were doing and you're like i'm gonna full force go into this and obviously it's working out it succeeded yeah. and and now it's like you know your job is you know content creation and like you know incorporating things that you love into videos you make which is really cool for like people to see because you started this like when you were still you know your tiktok page like you started it kind of like still playing like competitive basketball so it's like well, mm-hmm. your followers like were with you you know through your whole yeah. growth and everything. And you started from there and now you're here, which, which is a really cool story. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And I, I mean,
2: you're in LA, right? You, yes. You moved out. Okay. So I know so many people to follow their dream, whether it's sports or um, social media or whatever, you know, aspect of life they're trying to pursue. But moving to LA, being in the spotlight, being in the public eye that can have an effect on your mental health as well right and it can it can be difficult i don't know if you deal with paparazzi i'm sure at some (laughs) events you know maybe people are coming up to you i don't know what that's like but share a little bit on on how you kind of keep a balance prioritize yourself and, and your mind over trying to balance all of these other things as well
1: i think everyone has to go through this like crazy up and down before they figure it out because yeah not used to having so much like noise and input on your entire life. I feel like it can mess with like your perception of yourself. So I feel like it took me like a year of ups and downs to kind of get to a good baseline. And I don't really know how I did it, but (laughs) it took a while. I feel like I just had to have a really strong foundation of who I was and always like post as myself and not post for like a reaction or for likes or care about what people say I've had I have had some weird like run-ins with fans in LA though yeah.
0: what's like, like a crazy story with the fans yeah. that you've had
1: this is my go-to for this question so like a year ago I was on a first date with this guy and we went and got ice cream and as we're walking back to my car he's walking to my car I was explaining to him how I keep things, like, very, very private because somewhat recently I had been in a really public breakup and I was just right. never then, never wanted to, like, really be in that way. But I needed to yeah. say that because a lot of my comments and videos on the internet were still talking about it, so I didn't want him right. to be, like, caught off guard. Like, so I was like, yeah, yeah just, yeah. you know, kept it super vague, right, because I didn't want him to know the whole everything. Right, identity. right, right. I get to the car and see these like this whole like crowd of high schoolers walking by and they're looking at my car and they're like oh I like your car and then they look up and they're like are you and they're like are you Lolo and I was like yeah and they start screaming and they're screaming like oh she's so and so's ex oh my oh, gosh explaining no. the drama <laughs> and they're like can we take a picture and I'm like okay like literally like a sea like took me away <laughs> And I'm, like, trying to take pictures with them as they're, like, yelling all of my drama to the world. In that, this guy. On
0: a first date? That's crazy. He and he's over there.
1: We're, like, separated. And I don't know what they're telling him, but I'm, like, oh, my gosh, this is so bad. And apparently this girl was, like, we like you a lot better than her ex, um, but you have to treat her really well because this is what happened in their last relationship. Like, told him the oh whole my- thing. And then they're, Wait, like, what? it was so crazy. <laughs> If these so are those schoolers. kids are crazy for that. <laughs> they are crazy. Dude. I was that's like, the- I was like, there's no way this is happening right now.
0: <laughs> Wait, like you yes, said it yourself. God. Like you were in a super public relationship. Like, you know, everyone on social media, especially if they were like into like those like basketball content creators or even just sports, football content creators, everyone knew, you know, you and so-and-so. I don't like- know if you want me to say the name. <laughs> we're together. And we all know these little high school boys were, you know, all over him too. So they were definitely right. hyped to see you, but having such a public relationship like that so early, you know, in your public career and stuff like that. How how has that changed your idea of relationships and what do you think like you're looking for now after dealing with something so public like that?
1: That's a great question. And I do want to point out because there's a little misconception I had already blown up when we started dating because people right. like to yeah. say he gave you yeah. clout, whatever. Like, obviously, right. like, you probably shared some followers after yeah. a while. But, but vice versa.
0: Time. And he, I'm sure he got some from you, too. So.
1: Yeah. I think most followers come from your own videos blowing up. Right. Which, Especially of course, everything yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. The first video we made together I already had 70K on Instagram. So by no means was I, like, given. You know. Right, 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 right.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So what that taught me, I don't know. I feel like I was a little naive to the internet and its powers at the time. I didn't really know (laughs) how crazy things could get when you're in a public relationship. And I've had friends who were also in public relationships that broke up that Mm -hmm. relate to the fact that we would never do it again. Um, I would definitely, if I were to date someone, I would keep it off the internet for... As long as possible. And then... What do you
0: think's like the s- perfect amount of time before you know introducing him to you know your followers?
1: Oh, this is such the internet conversation right now of like the soft <laughs> launch, <laughs> the <golden laughs>
0: launch,
1: the medium launch, the soft exactly. launch, the
2: hard launch. Is it like months? A good year? Like five years?
1: <laughs> okay. No, what is it? Well, I kind of liked how Kelsey Plum just popped out with a husband. No, on that, the was that was fire. That was done beautifully. That's <laughs> this. But I don't know, if I like a guy enough and the relationship is very healthy, Yeah, I feel like I wouldn't do much of a soft launch. It would go from like a no one knows anything at all. And then you might see a hand one day and then the next day you're <laughs> on my Instagram feed. yeah. <laughs> I don't
0: know. yeah. yeah the yeah. next time he gets yeah. posted, it's like a ring on your finger. There's
1: a ring on my finger. <laughs>
0: yeah, as you should, as you should
2: with that relationship and then with doing basketball as a female as well, like I'm sure you get a lot of hate comments. We deal with a tiny bit. So I'm sure with the platform size that you have, it's, it's insurmountable, but do you feel like there's been a shift in the internet lately, whether it's been good, bad, or ugly? Do you, how do you deal with hate and you know, has it gotten better or has it gotten worse?
1: I think it's kind of a mix depends on what, Platform you're on. If you're on YouTube, yeah, those are the so worst people on the planet.
0: <laughs> For real?
1: The worst little. I people feel like it's
2: Instagram. Like I feel like it's Instagram.
1: Really? It's yeah, but, but we, we don't. Know what it is the reason in the internet? I feel like has these little hate people right now is because yeah. it's only in recent years that videos could go like super viral. So these mm-hmm. aren't your followers. Just like all these random people watching it and they don't really that's care. True. That's true. But yeah. YouTube is insane. Like, they will talk about ending my life and like all these graphic terrible things. That's and I'm like, What? This is wild. That's crazy. But YouTube. That's actually terrible. YouTube, yeah. you don't even have a profile. If you don't post on YouTube, you're just. Right, just your videos. is there. <laughs>
2: yeah. Wow. That's crazy. That is true. A lot of people hide behind, you know, that fake profile photo or whatever mm-hmm. on YouTube. Um, and i guess it you get a, more of a feel on youtube than you're gonna get anywhere else so maybe yeah. people start i don't know maybe they get more yeah. but yeah i have definitely noticed that for i've seen instagram can be a little bit crazier just because i think the the typical people the audience is a lot older versus tiktok i yeah. feel like tiktok can be one of the best like there's still haters on there but
1: yeah it's it's difficult oh to finish the question from before, I think overall, I have pretty positive comments relatively, which I'm very happy That's about. Cool. I've tried to like build yeah. a good brand that doesn't like represent things that I don't stand for. Mm-hmm. So I feel like people kind of back that up well.
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously also being a female that plays basketball, plays basketball with other guys and stuff. You're always you're always going to get, you know, like those like little 12 year old boys being like, why are you playing basketball? You're like, come on now.
2: They say don't meet your idol, right? Because maybe um, your your expectations will change. Has there ever been a TikToker or a social media person you met that was like a really upsetting or rude encounter or have they all been pretty pretty true to what you'd expect?
1: Um okay, I'll bring up two situations. One of them okay. Many TikTokers are very weird and like entitled young people because mm-hmm, yeah. they're like 17 18 moving to la money and haven't had a lot of life experiences to talk about anything that interesting so throw them into like all these event parties where there's like alcohol and it's just like a social thing and they're kind of awkward and don't really know what to do a lot of them i'm not trying to generalize and then a lot of them are rude as well because like your content could be something so wholesome like working with like elementary school kids but like you have millions of followers so now you're like in your head right. like you're a celebrity New time mm-hmm. i would come up to people and just say hi because some of these you don't have a plus one and i remember coming up to yeah. a group of them at a uh, instagram party and i was like hey y- y'all were at the youtube party last week right and they were like yeah and just looked at me up and down and i was like okay that's crazy i'm gonna go back over there oh <laughs>
2: yeah yeah I don't know how you deal with it I mean of course generalizing isn't the right way you know we uh, we don't want to generalize like you said yeah. but There's plenty of I good feel ones. like it must be difficult being like 17 18 and coming to all that fame and, and trying to deal with it and like you don't even know yourself at it at that age not 100 yeah. percent, right so
1: I'm wow. so glad I didn't have a platform at that age I would have yeah. been in shambles
0: oh yeah <laughs> no, that's, that's crazy it's like <laughs> it still sense. imagine like still being in high school and like all this money's coming in, like all these followers are coming in. Like, how do you even, you know, control that? And like, a lot of the times, like, you know, they don't have managers or agents or someone you controlling that. So it's like their parents don't know much about social media, so they're kind of just like thrown into the deep end, and then it gets to their head. So then, you know, yeah, it. it, it and we've we've seen it so much, like especially like since TikTok started blowing up, like these kids just like from high school, just like you know, wait, yeah. skyrocket. It was crazy. <laughs> no, but I actually do want to ask you kind of before we get into more of like your content and a couple more like opinion questions. During your time at Syracuse, you did endure some difficult times, you know, under your coach and with your coach. Do you have any advice to girls that are maybe dealing with, you know, something like that? And I want to know, what do you think is okay to put up with from your coach? And what do you think is not okay to put up with from your coach? Great question.
1: So, looking back at my experience, I think I could have transferred pretty early on, but I took the path of like sticking with it, hoping that it would have a payoff because I feel like I'm a really hard worker and I've worked really hard the whole four years. So, I was hoping that would work in my favor, but I think basketball wise, I could have been really successful somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there does come a time where you need to make that decision to differentiate those two things. But I would say advice on being in a tough situation is, in most cases, it's really tough playing at any D1 school. And a lot of D1 coaches are a certain kind of person. And a lot of them have a lot of like fire energy and it might Mm -hmm. be similar in a lot of places. I had a lot of teammates who did transfer and got the same thing at maybe two more schools and kept transferring. So that was part of why I stayed. So it's such a toss up. But I will say if your mental health is at stake, you should go. (laughs) Yeah. Because some schools take care of it a lot better than others my friend transferred I played with a girl at Syracuse my freshman year she went to Minnesota and then she ended up at USC this past year in LA so we got to hang out all year it was amazing because we connected and she was so happy and felt like it was just Mm -hmm. meant to be that she ended up at this school because she actually felt supported her mental health was good and she didn't find that at her other schools so it is possible Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, I feel like there might be a difference between like coaches being fired up and, and trying to kind of weed out the people that maybe aren't going to be able to stick it through and, and then just going too far. So, yeah, I'm sorry you had to deal with that. That's that's tough. I hope you were able to grow through that period of time. And and yeah, I hope that, you know, other women that deal with this can see the red flags and, and choose to do what to do from there. But um, OK, Lolo, so I know you're in the creator league and i know there's you're playing with all the girls we i love watching your guys's videos especially the skills challenges are so funny but i want you to rate these five creators on a scale of one to five uh on their basketball skill can you do that are you gonna be allowed to do that okay <laughs> okay if you can do it um okay we got jenna we got ali we got pika we got steph and we got carson One through five on their basketball skill.
1: So I'm ranking them as players. Yes, as uh, players. Yeah. Okay, number one, I'm going to put... And I'm going to make this very unbiased. And I'm going to also factor in, like, athleticism.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All around, all around.
1: Yeah, I'm going to put Bree at number one. Okay. I'm going to put... Carson at number two, because not only did she have experience playing basketball in college and did really well, she's extremely athletic. And yeah. I don't know. If y'all saw her do this alley-oop challenge that we did at the Highlight House, you would agree with me. She's very athletic.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and then third, I'd put Jenna. And then okay. I'd put Allie. Okay. And then Tika. And then Stefania.
0: Okay. All right. About yeah, 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 all right. No I like fair. it. I like it. No, no bias. I like it because I, I don't know I, from the outside. Are you closest with like Carson? Like she's like your girl.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's probably my closest LA friend. <laughs> really? Yeah, no,
0: that's she's good. dope. She's dope. Wait, I, I do want to kind of touch on college one last time. Oh, Did yeah. you have <laughs> any crazy recruiting stories? You know, going into Syracuse.
1: Um, for myself personally, yes. I wouldn't say that, but uh, I thought you were going to ask if there was recruits that came that was interesting stories.
0: Oh, you can and- share that too. Yeah, if, that also. If you have uh, one.
1: Um, I do have one. Angel Reese came to Syracuse for a visit when I was there. and
0: That's it. A- yeah.
1: And I remember a coach was like, she's like a lot. Like not in a battle, he's like <laughs> yeah. she's a lot of energy. Yes, so yeah. So like just do whatever she wants to do. That's the like, Bayou okay. Barbie. Yay. <laughs> yeah. And no, like literally very on brand. We pre-gamed, we went to a party and obviously we're not drinking or anything mm-hmm. like that. But right, she was right. just having a time of her life, like in the middle of dancing. Pre-game, just at our apartment was just us and like listening to music. And she yeah. was like dance routines. I little. love it. Went to a party, so she was just like so much fun and like very positive energy. So yeah, then she would have yeah, gone to Maryland, but
2: yeah. yeah, right. And then now, now, fun trip. now.
1: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> she, she definitely had her journey, but but it ended up being good because she's a national champion now.
1: And I feel like I watched her blow up this year, I was just so like happy from afar. I was like,
0: Yes. It's, it's crazy so how it. quickly you know angel reese and flaw j johnson and even caitlin clark but those lsu girls The the amount of followers they gained over just march madness was really crazy wild. like when i would just like yeah. go to their instagram go to their tiktok like hundreds of thousands just over a couple days i mean it's kind of similar like you felt something like that like you know overnight you're getting like hundred thousand followers you're like where the heck did this come from but it's so crazy to see like now that like especially for women in college basketball like with nil and the platforms they have like how quickly i feel like women's basketball is progressing just because of you know nil and these girls like finally being in the spotlight
1: yeah and the controversy i feel like was like the best thing for it to happen oh
0: (laughs) oh my gosh exactly like i know a lot of people were like very against it and stuff but i'm like this is just another step for women's basketball in the right direction yeah. like yeah. we see it every day in, in in the men's basketball game like guys taunting each other and making fun of each yeah. other happens one time in female basketball and the whole world's like upside down <laughs> it, it was a crazy <laughs> thing to see but it, it was needed because we're gonna start seeing it a lot more
1: yeah yeah and i think in WNBA, people will start being more comfortable doing stuff like that now too definitely because that's kind of what was doing was she was just accepting the tech like she was right. going to celebrate regardless and right. I loved it because when I was in college my point guard on my team I remember a specific time she was going off that game I think she had 44 points like tied the record for Syracuse and she just made an and one layup and just like screamed she's like yeah and then they I gave know. her a tech, And our coach no. gave her this whole, like, she was so mad at her and stuff. And I remember her saying, like, the boys are all the time, like, it's so stupid. And he's like, oh, well, you just have to, like, go with how the rules are. But mm. that's No, dumb, that's crazy. No, but-
0: let's change the rules. Let's yeah. change the rules. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, obviously, you, you were talking a little bit about YouTube earlier and how, you know, you took your, t- like, content from TikTok, but you made it so much more on YouTube tell me your favorite skit that you have done ever. Like, you know, you, you always do these fun videos. Tell me your favorite video that you have done and um, just explain kind of why it's your favorite.
1: So, favorite one that I did was dressing up as a boy and going to- I knew it.
0: Oh, that's everyone's favorite video. That's everyone's favorite video.
1: Well, for one, it went so viral, but also as I was editing it, I knew how viral it was going to go. Like, I could just sense it when I'm editing because I really like editing. That was my favorite one because the basis of it was She's the Man, the movie. And then also the fact that I would always post videos of me playing as boys and then everyone would be like- they're not trying because you're a girl. You're a girl. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I was a boy.
2: What are your top three artists' pregame playlists that you listened to maybe this last year, 22,
1: 23? Pregame or just in general?
2: Just in general, I guess, since you're not.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pick up. I listen to Drake a lot, Brent okay. Fires, and Future.
0: Okay. Fine, or I like Give it. Me one yeah no, I, I like that for sure is there any other content creator that you want to shoot your shot at
1: romantically
0: romantically or just what someone that like, you with? want to collab with yeah yeah yeah
1: I, I would love to collab with some of the men that are like the top like funny ones that do skits and stuff and do something yeah. women's basketball related like if i could help them shine a light on women's basketball one of them that i always watched was jideon because he's so he's the best he's so funny like he's He's so so outlandish in the stuff he does but it's so funny we need
0: that collaboration right now
1: so it'd be so cool if there was like a i don't know if i could help someone do some cool women's basketball content after this whole era has started
0: Yeah, well, actually, you mentioned even, like, you played with a lot of boys. Do you have advice to give girls that, you know, just, like, have to play with boys just because they want to, you know, get a game in?
1: I think you should because it makes you better. They play different. You have to react different. Um, Their arms are longer sometimes. They might be jumping higher than the girls your age. So I think it's really beneficial growing up. And advice is even if they're not passing you the ball – just try to play your best. If you make your first shot, then they'll keep passing you the ball. And then once they respect you, you can just keep coming back. So don't get discouraged.
0: Like it,
2: I like it. Okay. I think um I think we did everything. Do we have any last yeah.
0: questions, Dairy? Any final I mean thoughts. I mean, no, I don't think so. I think we covered pretty much all of it. We just want to thank you so much for, you know, coming on the podcast. I'm sure you had a busy yeah. day and you made time for us, so which is really yeah. cool. And you know, we we got some we got some good stuff out of you. We got some some crazy stories out of you that we are definitely excited to get to. So, just thanks for hopping on.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having yeah. me as well.
0: Appreciate you, Lola. Thank of you.